Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates. Today, I'm sitting down with uh, my good buddy from the Aloha State, Corey Nomoto. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How's it going, RJ? Oh, man. Uh, I would say just another day in paradise, but you're actually in paradise, and I'm I'm sitting here in Fort Worth, Texas, not quite as, uh, as, as paradise-like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got to say, it, 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 it's not bad living in the Yeah, you know, living the here. good life. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so why don't you take a second to kind of introduce yourself and uh tell everybody what it is you do in real estate investing sure uh so yeah my name is Corey Nimoto. um i mainly flip houses uh here in hawaii and also in the seattle um area the greater seattle area um and currently right now we have about 14 projects going on um and about four on market and we just sold one of our duplexes out in seattle and actually i just got an email right before we started i don't know if you saw it rj but we just closed on our our deal out in there kailua me and you right so hey, first that's one, cool. man. yeah <laughs> yeah so we um thanks again man for wholesaling that one that's gonna be yeah. an awesome project and uh and also congratulations on selling your your our project is like like right across the street you know so no man it, it's so funny i've had you're like the third or fourth person that's reached out to me and they're like hey thanks for setting the comps high in the neighborhood <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, i guess no, those were guys, kind of our intentions but uh <laughs> yeah and it was a it was a very nice renovation you guys did i mean yeah, uh, my realtor ashley um she she sells for us right and right. she's like you gotta go check out that the house down the road you know you guys gotta do it like that like <laughs> so i was like okay I was just kidding, so. <laughs> yeah so elijah did a great job out there uh for you guys that uh don't know elijah delagarza he's my partner out in hawaii and uh he's in charge of all the rehabs and stuff he did he knocked that one out of the park uh probably a little bit too much i, I think we probably could have gotten away with a little bit less but uh you know, he, he loves to pretend like he's playing a little bit of HGTV. I give him a hard time about it. So, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, awesome. yeah. So let's go, uh, let's go back to, to your start. How did you get into real estate investing? Oh yeah. So, um, I got into real estate investing. I, I kind of just stumbled into it, to be honest. I, I, I knew nothing about real estate. I started from the very, very bottom and, uh, you know, I, I was in my last, my final year in college. You know, I was living in Riverside, California at the time. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, um, I it was kind of getting to a point where I was getting kind of scared because I'm about to graduate with a degree, you know, in exercise science and marketing and pretty much did not want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like thousands of dollars in debt and, you know, kind of scratching my head thinking like, is this what my life's going to be? You know, right. and so I, you know, my dad was, I think he sensed I had the entrepreneur spirit 
um, a long time ago because I did have like an internet marketing business. I had an email marketing business and um, I, I would always dabble into things here and there. And so he was telling me to read Rich Dad Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki uh, for a long time. Yeah. And it took me a while until like that find my final year in, in college to actually pick it up. And I read that thing. I swear I might've read it in like two days, you know, <laughs> and like, I probably would have read it in one day if I just, you know, if I, if I had the, <laughs> it wasn't being pulled from school right. or something, but every word in that book kind of just spoke to me, you yep. know, and it kind of opened my eyes and gave me a sense of relief that it's, it's okay to feel like you don't want to work. <laughs> for the rest of your life you know because i i felt a little bit of shame because i grew up in a traditional household where everybody gets a nine to five you know and works and, and saves for retirement and hopefully you have enough to get you to the end right and uh, i i i didn't want to do that you know i'm not a lazy guy you know I, i'm a hard worker i'm very driven I'm, I'm ambitious but when i had that feeling i felt shame you know, yeah. I was like, oh, I feel lazy. I I, I don't want to do this. I want to work. But when I read the book, you know, it, it opened my eyes. It's like, okay, I'm not, it's what I'm, my feelings are not wrong. Like yeah. I, I, it's not wrong to feel that you want something more, you know? And uh, so I read the book and it it's a business book, right? Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But he talks a lot about investing in real estate. Um, and so he, I think in the book, it recommends going to the local meetup groups. So I went there, uh, met a couple guys and, uh, they, they asked if I wanted to get in, you know, if I wanted to learn. And I was like, absolutely. You know, and, uh, I'm an introvert and I'm, I'm the guy that sits in the back, you know, and, yeah. uh, I don't talk to nobody. And, um, you know, I, they approached me, you know, so I, I, I talked to them and I told them, yeah, I'll do anything, you know, I, I would, I'll do anything to make it and learn. And, um, so they, they, uh, got back to me and they, they wanted me to, you know, meet with them and I met with them. Um, and he, they, they basically told me that, you know, I'd be door knocking, um, for them and that the, the first guy that I talked to, he was kind of laid it out straight for me. Like, look, if you're not in this for the right reasons, you're not going to make it, you right. know? And, uh, and uh, you might as well just turn, turn around right now because uh, what you're going to be doing is not pleasant, you know? And <laughs> if you don't got it in you, and if you're not doing it for the right reasons, you're going to quit. Right. And, uh, his words stuck in my head and I'm very glad he was hard on me on the first meeting because he was right. He was a hundred percent right. Cause I door knocked for them for a year and it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Door knocking yeah. is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And I've done it for, for two different industries. I've done it in the roofing industry and done it in real estate. And man, <laughs> you can only handle so many times where the door gets slammed in your face, you know, but it's, it's a beautiful thing when you find a, a either a motivated seller or a client and it's, there's nothing more exhilarating than that moment when they're like, absolutely, I want to sell my house. Oh, yeah. yeah I, that's, I agree with that uh, 100% because, like, you know, for, for the 100 no's that you get or the thousands of rejections, like, that one person that you help, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. You know, like, our work is so fulfilling. Like, we touch so many lives in what we do. And yep. that's why, like, I... I gravitated towards real estate as well is because I had an email marketing business. It was doing, it was doing well, you know, and, um, 
but I didn't have that connection, the face to face, you know, I wasn't cutting deals face to face with people like we are now, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, I was just crunching numbers and, and, and looking at metrics on a screen and, yeah. uh, I was providing a service, but you know, I don't know what that service is doing for somebody. Whereas now, you know, we, we employ uh, hundreds of people, you know, in, in, in different states yeah. and, uh, you know, one project, um, affects so many professions from realtors to escrow agents to termite inspectors, you know, like appraisers. Dude, I, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. One time it was, a, it was a year ago, a year ago in like a couple of weeks. Cause I just got the Facebook, uh, memory notification <laughs> right. and, uh, we, we sold a house. We, we contracted it flip, like did the rehab, put it on the market and we're under contract in 15 days. Wow. Okay. So it was one of the quickest deals that I've ever done. And when we contracted it, I had this thought where I was like, in 15 days, the amount of people's lives that we impacted with this one property. And so I wrote a post where it was like, I helped this realtor move this house. I helped this seller. Uh, this title company closed it. This lender loaned me money. This carpet guy did carpet this painter and i went through every single person that was a part of that one property in those 15 days right. and by the end of it i was like holy cow it was like 37 different companies and like you're saying man i mean it, what we do has such an impact on so many different people's lives and that is just so exhilarating to me i'm like i just want to do it more and more and more because you know it, just to see the the smiles on people's faces and and how you're changing their lives from this seller who is staring at foreclosure and then she's her credit's fixed and she can immediately turn around and go get another house to even the carpet guy you know he's just excited that you gave him a job and he didn't even have to work for it you know it's just it, nothing better than that feeling so i'm glad you brought that up because not many people think about how many lives we're actually impacting you know oh yeah and it's very it's so fulfilling and it's, I'm, I'm proud of what we do. Right. And as investors, sometimes we get the reputation that we're just in it for the money and right. we're sharks, you know what I mean? And that's true. I mean, there's, there's investors out there that's just in it for the money and they'll take advantage of people if they can, uh, but not the investors and the people in my circle. And I'm sure your circle, you know, right. I, 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 um, you know, I see how you run your company and, and it inspires me, you know, and I, um, <clears throat> I think like the, what we do is so important because even though we're like, you know, we, we do, you know, one house at a time and stuff, we're not big time developers, right. you know, yet. Um, but like, we still make such a difference because especially like, let's say in a market here, like here in Hawaii, where the inventory is so low, right. right? And the cost of living is so high that, you know, there's, there's houses out there. There's hundreds of them sitting, you know, vacant for yeah. like 10 years and just taking up space, you know, yeah. they're dump sites right now. And it takes a guys like us to mm -hmm. come in, dump hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, millions sometimes, sometimes, and to bring that property back to life, you know, put it back on the market and back in circulation, you know, it's just one more house, but it's going to serve another family right and absolutely in that process we employ like you said so many people yep that you know like so that money that we 
we put our lives on the line for that money. You know, we sign on the line for that money and we, we take the risk. We dump it into that project to bring it back to life, put it back on the market to serve somebody. And while we're doing that, we employ hundreds of people. You know, it's, I don't know another profession that's more fulfilling. I mean, I'm sure like being like a heart surgeon or something, you right, know, right. Is, right? Like if you're saving <laughs> lives, I mean, like that's right. another story. Like I got props for those, you know, those guys. Right. Um, you know, but, but you I know mean, what, we, man, you bring up a good point. Like in a market like Hawaii, hey, because I'm here in Texas and we have our branch in Hawaii, everybody wants to talk to me about it. You know, now it's in, <laughs> and we have our branch in Alaska. Everybody's like, oh, man, you're the guy that's in Hawaii and Alaska. What's that like? And, you know, everybody thinks of Hawaii as like this beautiful place. And it is. But I have to tell people, I'm like, look, here's the thing. Hawaii as a whole is beautiful. The landscape is beautiful. The real estate is not beautiful. Like, y'all need to understand something. There is a lot of real estate that is extremely distressed in Hawaii. And what we are doing is improving that. Like, we actually, the pride that I take in, in saying that we are improving the community where and and I tell people I'm like honestly I've I've talked to people from Hawaii and it's just not a priority to them. They live in paradise. The real estate is not like something that they're they're going to take the pride in and and but they are what we're seeing is is that we're improving it. There's there's like you said there's property sitting vacant for 10 years. Like we have one of those on Lily Puna Road under contract. We've had it under contract. It's been vacant for 10 years. And it's, yeah. it's this beautiful property looking over the bay, you know, and it's like just amazing views. I'm like, this thing should be like a, a, a castle, you know, like <laughs> that someone should take so much pride in this and it's just sitting there, you know, and it's like, yeah. you're absolutely right. It takes people like us that go in and because Hawaii is a high price market, we're, we are, we're taking very large risk mm-hmm. to, to take care of this. Um, but I, you know. I, I I tell people all the time, I'm like, you know, I tell them about that part of Hawaii and I'm like, the other part of Hawaii is everybody truly embraces the aloha spirit. And I'm like, I, I, you know, I tell that to people here in Texas and they kind of laugh at me. They're like, oh, yeah, the aloha spirit. Well, what is that? And I'm like, you, you just have to go there and experience and actually do business with people. And I'm like, you know, you referenced at the beginning of this that, you know, I just wholesaled your property. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, I, I literally, I was in Utah um, when you went in the title and you, you signed the documents and you tagged me in a post and I was like, you see this right here? I have wholesaled hundreds of properties. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy in Hawaii. He's so excited. He's ready to do business with me. He's tagging me in a post, thanking me, even though he knows I made money on this deal. Whereas mm-hmm. you don't see that in other markets. That's the the aloha spirit. That's That's kind of what the Hawaiian culture is about, you know, and I mean, is is that something that's like in the forefront of your mind or is that because I'm coming from the the outside in or is that just something you've always grown up knowing? I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I feel that there is a, there is truth to that, to the Aloha spirit here, you know, and because uh, uh, on the island, you know, if you meet, if you find out someone else is um, from Hawaii in the mainland, you know, you kind of have that, you know, connection, you know, because we all grow up on on this island that's pretty small you right. know i mean it's it's highly populated but it's pretty small and uh we all share the same uh you know beauty here you know so we it, and i i feel that there is truth to that you know there is the aloha spirit and of course you know there's there's 
good and bad people everywhere. You Absolutely. Know? But when, yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I appreciate, you know, and, um, and, and I, it's a good, it's a great deal that you guys wholesale to us and we're going to, it's a, it's an awesome opportunity, you know, for me. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for it. You know, and you know I'm not, one of the things uh, that's pretty unique about the, the Hawaiian real estate market is that a lot of properties are paid off and they're passed down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So the property that I wholesaled to you, there was a death in the family and it was passed down. Mm-hmm. Well, those people don't live in Hawaii. They live over, I think the, the person that I talked to lived in North Carolina, you know, and mm-hmm. what we're seeing is, is a lot of times there's properties passed down to the kids in North Carolina and they're like, we own property in Hawaii. That's not a terrible thing to have, but we're in North Carolina. So what are we going to do with it? You know, and it, and that's how those properties end up sitting for so long, you know, and, and, and helping people out in that situation. I mean, literally those people, when I talked to them, Corey, I mean, they were like, you're willing to buy this. Like they, they could not <laughs> believe it, you know? And for us, we're looking at that as like, this is a, this is a, a great property. Like that's an ideal location, that neighborhood, Right. They could not believe that somebody was willing to pay for it, you know? And so yeah. it's just, uh, it's such a unique state market. Everything about it is different than anywhere else in the country. I mean, you're also doing stuff in Seattle, Washington. What are some of the big differences that you see between Hawaii and, and Washington? You see a lot of differences? Price point markets. Oh yeah, sorry. I think it got cut off. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, the yeah, they're they're very similar markets. Uh, to be okay. honest, yeah, they're very similar, and they're very they're high price point markets. Um, very competitive. I mean, obviously, the difference is the weather, right? Uh, over here in Hawaii, we have jealousy windows. That's very common, you know. And you can't have jealousy windows in Seattle; you'll die, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, uh, that there's a bunch of stuff that we have to kind of learn. And my business partner Kikoa is manning the ship up there and and running everything. And you know, we tag team. You know, I I, I help him when he needs help, and he helps me down here when when I need help. And uh, but the major things is kind of just getting used to the the numbers um in in a sense of what it costs to renovate or you know make a you know fireplace you know fix a fireplace or something like right. that because we don't get any of that down here right and so a lot of times we don't even insulate our houses here because it's not really necessary you right. know and um, a lot of it is single wall construction you know which lot, we do a lot of yeah, single wall construction a lot of single wall construction and um you know sometimes we we convert it to double wall and sometimes we leave it depending on you know you know what the market is 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 demanding in that right. area um but in the grand scheme of things um like numbers wise it's very similar um and uh i think just seattle is a little mm-hmm. bit more subject to the ups and the downs you know yeah. and <clears throat> hawaii i feel we're we're shielded a bit because we are on an island so the inventory is low there's limited land so there's going to be constant demand right and you know it's a international market i mean there's buyers from all over that want a piece of hawaii you know like foreign buyers you know um from australia korea japan china everywhere canada so um there will always be the demand here you know and to be honest i think a big factor too is the the city 
they're so slow with spitting out permits yep. that that builders don't developers don't want to come here you know yeah. and it only guys like you know crazy guys like us <laughs> you know <laughs> come roll the dice you know and and uh luckily we know what we're doing you know and, right but uh you know that's why like we do play an important role i i feel you know even though we do like you know maybe a dozen maybe uh you know maybe seven projects at a time or whatever it is like we're, we're making a dent you know i, I think we're, we're helping a lot uh, we're definitely helping the local economy, right? Like all yeah. the local, the local guys over here get employed, and you know they we we pay well. So, I um, but I think our market's shielded a little bit. You know, Hawaii rather than Seattle. Seattle is more subject to the the booms and the busts because we just saw a big pullback actually in the last six months. The market pulled back quite a bit, really? but since then it's 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 bounced back you know so yeah, um, i think that was like that was nationwide really on the mainland side of things we didn't really experience it too much in hawaii or alaska but we're seeing that across the board you know here in dfw um for those that don't know what that is dallas fort worth texas um you know i was i was a little bit freaked out because we've been one of the hottest cities in the country <laughs> and uh our our inventory was just kind of sitting and and I was kind of joking. Uh, I was talking to my partner Cassie here in in, in Dallas, and she's a, also the realtor. We listed a property, and it had been on the market for like ten days, and we didn't have an offer. And I was like freaking out, like, "What's going on? Did we overprice it?" What's and she's like, "It is only ten days. Like in other markets, that <laughs> right. that's pretty normal." But that was like a freak out moment because we're just used to like, you know, hey, we're going to list this on Thursday. We're gonna have an open house on Saturday, and by Sunday we're contracted. Like that—that that was the flow of what was going on here, and and we did feel a pullback. We had some property sit for sixty, ninety days, um, but we're definitely starting to see in the past thirty, forty-five days where things are getting back to where they're moving pretty quick. So I think there was—I don't know if there was like concern or a little small correction across the country or whatever, but you know, I definitely saw that across the board, and you know, not just here in DFW, but also Phoenix. Uh, we saw it in a couple of other of our markets. So uh, it's interesting to see how the different markets kind of impact each other and, and kind of take on personalities a little bit. Um, so you, you talk about Seattle. Um, how did you guys end up there? Is that because your partner lives there or, or how did you choose Seattle and, and Hawaii? Um, yeah, part of the main reason is um, because my partner – uh, has been living there for the last couple of years. He moved uh, him and his family. And so um, that was the main reason because he would be on the ground there. Uh, gotcha. But it, it, it was Seattle is an equity market too, right? But there's, there's surrounding neighborhoods um, that we can buy portfolio homes to hold, you know, for, for nice cash flow. Nice. So I, it, that's, that's a big reason. It's like, it, it kind of, you can kind of get the best of both worlds, you know, out there. Whereas Hawaii is strictly equity market. It's not a cash right. flow, you know, it's not a cash flow market at all. So, um, and, and so it, on the ground there and um, it is a market that's attractive for equity and um, cash flow. Cool. So you're mainly flipping in Hawaii, you're flipping in Seattle, and then you also have some, some buy and holds in the, the Washington market. Are you doing any wholesaling at all? Yeah, so uh, we've wholesaled a few uh, last year, um, and uh, when I first started, like I just wanted to wholesale. 
like I, I kind of just fell into flipping houses too. Um, and because I, you know, wholesaling is awesome. You know, you, right, you get exactly. paid fat, you pay faster. It's less risk. You know, and you can scale it. You yeah. know, it's very hard to scale. A, you know, house flipping company. That's why I have a lot of respect for you, dude. Like you're in multiple markets. Like <laughs> you know, doing this. Like that's insane. Well, there's like, a there's a lot of a uh, lot of room for for improvement there. Because you're right, man. I mean. Uh, scaling a, a rehab business is uh, it, it's it's almost as hard as scaling like a contracting business. I mean, you are essentially a contracting business; it's just for yourself, and uh, it, there's a lot of moving parts there. You know, it's it's difficult. So I appreciate the 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 respect there, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I think you're doing a little bit better of a job than we are. No, man. It's a, I mean, it's, yeah, we're going to, we have hurdles in, in any business, in any right. industry, right? Like it's part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So like, but no, I, 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 I see, I think a lot of inspiration from you and I, um, like for us too, I mean, we can, we have a lot of room to improve and, uh, we will, you know, and that's what, that's the thing is constant progress. Right. And we're, we are kind of shifting our business, <clears throat> um, a little bit to maybe focus more on lead generation wholesaling because we are vertically integrating our company um we're you know we're we're going to be kind of focusing more on the process um throughout the entire stage of a rehab so you yeah. know we'll wholesale a deal but we'll we um we own a, the construction company in seattle uh we own the brokerage we're gonna be um starting our fund you know it'll be our um that'll be the last leg in in what we're trying to build out in seattle and uh you know we'll, we'll be in, integrating that into hawaii to you know as, as we're testing it nice. so we'll focus more on you know wholesaling the deal but also offering the construction crew to do it if they need if the investor needs nice. and then we'll we'll offer the primary financing and then we'll offer to list it on the back if they want you know and and basically and we know because we we're investors. We that's what we do too, right? So we'll be there kind of every step of the way if they need. Um, You're basically we know, a turn. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and the reason why we're doing that is just because um, it's not it's not that we're burnt out in in flipping houses because I love flipping houses. I'll always flip houses. I think just for the fun of it, you know. Right. Um. Yeah. But we're, we're, we we want to build something that's a little bit more um of us working on the business instead of inside. Right. And right now, um, you know, we're working inside the business. Um, we're, we're putting the right people in place, uh, so that we can step out a little bit and, uh, and build something that is, you know, something that we can one day may possibly sell, you know, nice. maybe the construction company, you know, we can sell that maybe our fund, you know, we'll look to sell that or the brokerage. Um, but a house flipping company as a whole, it's hard to build, you know, I've, I haven't met anyone that's actually built a, um, a house flipping business that is a hundred percent passive for them where they can sell it to somebody right. and somebody can step in and every, and just have it run, you know, right. it's and, pretty hard to have anything proprietary in a f house flipping business. I mean, it's, it's kind of up to the operators themselves, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. you can have some systems and processes, but at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of it's just going to come down to the management and the people inside it and making sure you're you're holding people accountable. There's so many moving parts. Every house is going to be a little. Those other businesses, it's a little bit easier to like 
set it up where you can say, hey, look, this is pretty turnkey. You can come in here and we've got everything lined up. So you guys are also, uh, y'all are doing a little bit of uh, new construction development, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah, we're about to get into one uh, out in Makaha on the west side of Hawaii. Nice. Yeah, so that's kind of my crown jewel this year. <laughs> yeah, know? man. So I, I love Makaha. So mm-hmm. um, let, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, what what does that look like? And, and for the people that are completely ignorant, kind of explain the dynamic of Makaha on Oahu and what that looks like compared to the rest of the island. Sure. Uh, so Makaha is way out west. <laughs> we call it the wild west Yeah. because uh, – you know, it it is a market here in Hawaii on Oahu. It is in Waianae, which is you know known to be more of the lower income area. Although you know it's it's being developed, you know, and it's looking. They have one of the most beautiful beaches out there. It's you know, amazing. And, yeah, and the only problem is that it's so far out there. Right. It, you know, nobody wants to go. You know, and um. And far out there means like maybe an hour drive, right? Like you can't, I mean, <laughs> right. that's, that's nothing to you guys up there, you know, Texas, right. but, but, uh, you know, in, in, in Makaha, it's, um, uh, you know, lower income, uh, blue collar, um, neighborhood, uh, but they, they need housing as well. You know, they need inventory out there mm-hmm. and I'm actually very proud of the other investors and developers out there building um because they're doing an amazing job like makaha is turning out to be you know very nice yeah. and um and why and i side you know miley and um it, it it's it, it's becoming a, a very nice area um but it is you know higher crime and yeah. you know when we have our guys out there like we're gonna have security on site you know living um at the job site and just so that you know because there's a vulnerable period when you're in a project like that where your resources are kind of out in the open you know right and uh i hate to be so like uh paranoid yeah or like kind of judgmental is the wrong word but um yeah i i like if this project was in kailua i don't know if i'd hire security 24 7 you know <laughs> uh I, I might just let, let that you know sit over there right but um you know makaha it is what it is man like yeah and- man our, our first two projects in hawaii were were in Waianae, and uh you know <laughs> it was it was projects we bought off of uh auction sites and you know i i didn't know anything about oahu at the time and you know i'm like hey you know, Elijah, I found this deal for 192,000 and it's only 1100 square feet. So I'm like, you know, what are we going to put into it? Like 30, maybe $40,000. So I'm like, we're, we're all in at 230, 240. And I'm like, the ARV on it's, you know, 340, 350. Mm-hmm. You know, those are kind of the, the normal numbers over there in, in Waianae. And, um, Elijah's like, yeah, but it's in Waianae. That's literally like as far away as I could possibly get from my house. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, what the numbers? I'm like, this is actually like a, a normal like flip. You know, right. I'm like, and, and in Hawaii, it's like you, you know, uh, an, an average flip like in Kailua or something, you're you're purchasing for like six, seven hundred thousand. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm looking at this in Waianae, and I'm like, no, you're gonna drive to Waianae. Like, this is where we need to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna do our first one, we're gonna go start off with like a three hundred thousand dollar house, not a million dollar house. And right, so, yeah. You know, I, I love it over there. You're absolutely right. For those that are listening and, and you don't know, there's a, a highway that basically circles around the entire island, and it hits these mountain ranges that go into the to the ocean, 
and that's basically on on the south side of the island. That's where the Waianae is, and so the beach, the highway, basically dead ends into the beach, and it's you literally feel like you're you're at like the the edge of the earth. You know, it's like there's nothing there <laughs> but like mountains and beach, and it's just beautiful. I mean, Elijah took me out there, and I was like. Holy cow! You said this is like we were we were flipping you know houses in like the worst part of the island, and I'm like this is like the most beautiful part of the island. What are you talking right. about? So I, I love Y and I over there, man. And you're absolutely right. You know, there's a lot of uh, uh, new construction and development. You know, they're starting to bring in the the newer commercial is moving in. You know, you're starting to see you know new construction across the board down the the main drag there, and, and it's it'll be interesting to see what that looks like in like five or six years. Oh yeah, it's I, I'm I'm kind of interested to see interested to see because there's a lot of beachfront property, um, that you know are are very affordable in my yeah. opinion in 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 Hawaii's you know standard and um it, you know it's very affordable right now but it's only a matter of time especially like they have Aulani out there with the Disney hotel right and yep. um you know they're they're building a lot of big um big things out there so it's only going to bring in more people um to that side and um it, it will raise the prices right and uh there will be more demand for that area <clears throat> i'm assuming soon um but it it it's basic economics you know yeah. so on the new construction you're doing out there how many how many homes are you going to be building uh, we're going to be building six so six brand new single family homes uh four uh, single story uh, post and pier uh, foundations. Um, they're going to be about eighteen hundred square feet, little over eighteen hundred square feet, and uh, two two story um, uh, houses out there. And uh, we, I, I really feel, you know, we can get in and out in under a year, which is um, uh, usually hard for a development project right. here in Hawaii because of the, the permitting and all that. But these lots are already subdivided, so we don't have to go through the the CPR process, which I'm sure you're familiar with, yep. right? Yep. Um, which shaves off a lot of time, right? And we don't have to go through the park dedication process because they're all individual lots. Um, so basically we get permits and we go vertical and we'll pre-sell, you know, um, out there. So I, I think we can, you know, if we do it right, you know, this will be a seven figure payday, you know, net at awesome. the end. Um, if we, you know, if we hit our marks and, and you know, I, I have the right team, you know, I even got uh, my boy Keone, who's, uh, he's from Makaha side, you know, nice. so he has a lot, of, a lot of family out there, you know, so nobody's gonna mess around. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works out there, man. You, you get, you know, everybody on the island and then you oh, make yeah. sure they look out for you, you know? So, uh, it, two things I want you to kind of briefly to touch base on because uh, it's unique um, to the Hawaiian market. Um, it's more prevalent than anywhere else, and that's the CPR process, and then also talk about ADUs. Perfect. Yeah, so the CPR process, uh, CPR stands for Condominium Property Regime, and it's common here in Hawaii um, where you can take a piece of land and basically divide the land um it's like a subdivision um you can divide the land if it's properly zoned uh so let's say if there's a a, a lot right that's ten thousand square feet it has one dwelling on it one house um and it's zoned r5 so r5 stands for residential 
you know, five. And basically means you can have one dwelling or one structure, one house per, per 5,000 square feet of land. And so if you have 10,000 square feet on your land, you can have two houses, you know, uh, on paper, you know, Um, on paper, you can have two houses. You can CPR that property and sell two homes instead of just one. And, but you have to be careful because the CPR process is long. um, And, uh, you know, it can take long. Um, there's different hurdles. Like if you have an easement, like I say, you have 10,000 square feet of R5 land and you have an easement that takes up one square foot on your property, then you actually have 9,999 square feet yep. of R5 land and you will not get past, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta be careful with that. And whenever you, you add another structure, you have to check with the planning department to make sure that there's wastewater capacity to add another structure. So just because on paper it looks like you can build two homes at CPR and sell doesn't mean you're they're going to allow you to do that, you know. And the city does not rec- uh, recognize uh, CPRs. Um, so with that said, um, it can be an issue sometimes in a CPR, you know. But um, you know that, that's getting a little bit more advanced in. Yeah. in in what it is, but basically CPR is kind of like a subdivision, but it's uh, um, it's more common here in Hawaii. And basically, um, if you're eight houses or less, you can you know you can go the CPR route. If you if you're gonna do more than eight houses, then you'll they'll probably make you uh, sub go into the subdivision process. Which right. from uh, well, I've never done a subdivision, um, but from what I hear, it's it can be a lot longer and costly. So I always just thought it was so funny when we first started getting deals and leads over there and and even other wholesalers were sending us properties and it's like they're sending us deals at like market value and they're like, Yeah, but you can CPR it and, <laughs> and you can build two more houses. And I'm like looking at the pictures and I'm like, Where are two more houses gonna go? Like I don't understand this. And it's like, no, it's right. very common. Like every everybody does it does it over here in Hawaii. And I'm like I just don't understand how this process works. So once I was there, you know, you can see it in person. It's like, okay, I can kind of see how this would work. But it is very interesting. I saw one where, and it was over in Waianae that uh, a buddy of ours had done. And it's literally like there was a house right in the middle and they went and did the CPR. And somehow they put three more houses like surrounding it. And they put a little driveway right down the middle. You know, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. There, there you go. That's how we made it. And it's like, it, uh, it's a very interesting way that, you know, you guys have found a way to, to utilize the lack of land. You know, I mean, it's an island. I mean, it's like, you only have so much land and a lot, there's a lot of mountain range there too. So it's like, you really have to get creative on how you're going to do new development sometimes. Right. Yeah. And actually we're very fortunate to have, CPRs be common here, you know, because we do need to maximize the land here, yeah. um, and and uh, obviously develop, you know, responsibly. But the the CPR process has helped a lot of investors, and I know investors who only focus on CPRs because they know that they can they can make a lot off those projects, yeah. you know, and you can get very wealthy if you master that. If you master CPRs here in Hawaii um, and ground up construction. Oh man, you can do you can you can make a lot of money. Like on you this. said, those are the seven figure paydays. You know, yeah. I mean, if you can figure it out, I mean, 
And especially exactly. if you buy correctly, like if you find the original homeowner that is motivated and the property is distressed and you rehab that one and you buy that one at correct numbers and right. you add on two, three other properties on top of it. Whew, yeah, that's yeah. that's where you made the big payday. So uh, what is an ADU? That's another big thing that, that kind of is always thrown out to people. You know, they always throw it out to me where it's like, oh, you can ADU and, and make it cash flow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, f- first of all, like I, I know exactly what you mean. Like I kind of, <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine when people come to me and say like, well, you can CPR and do this, you know? So, and then right. they're offering you like full price, you know? Or and, even above market value. Like, right. oh, because you can CPR this, you should pay a hundred thousand dollars more in what it's worth. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. That's not <laughs> how this works. Dude. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So basically you're telling me that I, I got to take all the risk. Right. Exactly. And so like, um, no, that's not how it works. You know? And like, <laughs> like we always buy with, instant appreciation or instant right. equity right yeah. and then there's forced appreciation right? right which is second in line where we we take the risk we dump the money into force the appreciation yeah. and then there's if you know if we get market appreciation at the end that's cherry on the on top you know that's right. bonus we don't care we don't count on that that's we don't count only, on market yeah. appreciation. it's only if it happens yeah, we we the we want instant appreciation, <laughs> exactly. instant equity, yeah. and then we roll the dice for forced appreciation. But if you if they if they want us to buy with just forced appreciation, then uh, that's a no go. You know what I mean? So yeah, no. yeah. but um, ADU um, they're common out here too, right? And um, I think uh, it's very necessary. Um, it's basically that you can build another structure, right, um, on the property. Um, and they, uh, the, the ADU process, I think they're cleaning it up here and the, the city is getting a lot faster. Um, so uh, the difference between a, C, a CPR and ADU is you can't sell the ADU separately, right, uh, for the most part. Um, and I believe there's a, I believe there's a, size limit too like you can't it can't be over like 600 square feet. yeah a lot of times it's like very very small you know right. they're, they're, we're talking about like one one bedroom like little rental units yeah right yeah so i um but adus can can be a very cost efficient way to add value um to the property or the, the project that you're selling um because uh Everybody here, like if you if you're going to market with a home here in Hawaii, and you can advertise that there's um, rental income, there's a, you know there's space or there's another unit that you can rent. Um, automatically, your your property goes high, you know, skyrockets in value because right. the buyers know that they can support the the weight of the the mortgage um, through renting out you know, a section of, of the property, right? So ADU can, can, uh, help with that, you know, and ADU is one way to do it. Another way to do it is even to say you have a four or five bedroom house, you can take the fourth or fifth bedroom and turn that into like a little studio where you have a bedroom and a little, uh, kitchenette, and in a little, you know, the studio space that could be additional rental income where a lot of people there, they rent out rooms, not a whole unit itself. 
So there's a lot of different ways that people kind of get around the high price points to, like you said, to basically just afford the mortgage. You know, it's what they have to do. Right. Yeah. So like um, accessory dwelling units, oh, that's what ADU stands for, accessory right. dwelling unit. Um, they they definitely serve a purpose. Um, I know the mayor was pushing really hard uh, to to get, you know, to get it passed so that, you know, they, it can be accepted more. And um, once he did, I think like the city got bombarded with requests, right? Right. And, and then they're spitting them out so slow that it kind of put them <laughs> under pressure. Like, so, but now I think like he really got, you know, cracked down on it because he are, because he, he was like, it was big news when he made that announcement and he put all his, you know, words behind it. And now he's got to execute, right? And it wasn't executing. So he's, right. I, I think it, it's been moving faster though now. Um, but yeah, you know, the other thing that's pretty unique to the Hawaiian market is also the, the Section 8 rentals. Um, you know, yeah. Section 8 is is pretty high. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You know, most times when you think about, you know, Section 8, what they pay, you know, we have a bunch of Section 8 rentals in St. Louis, Missouri. We're getting like seven to $800. You know, you go look at Section 8 in Hawaii and it's like 2500 to $3,500. And it's like, oh my goodness, that's that's crazy. But that's because of the cost of real estate. I mean, it's just that much higher priced. And so even with that, high section eight payment it's very hard to still make something cash flow there and but it's necessary and 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 correct me if i'm wrong i've i've heard this but i I, this is not verified so but i've heard any house can be section eight approved it's just based off the bedrooms is is that correct um that i'm not too sure um i i haven't actually taken in we bought properties with section eight renters in them and uh, but we our our sole intent was to to sell. flip it, right? Yeah, and so you know, but I, I haven't really dove into that process um out here since I don't even look at cash flow properties out here. Um, but it, I know that ca- uh, Section Eight is actually people want Section Eight tenants out here. Yeah, know, uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean. It is- We bought a property on Kalihi Street, and it's three stories, so it's like stair stepping down the side of a hill, and <laughs> that's like that's like three units, and they're all Section Eight. So we're getting Section Eight on floor one, Section Eight on floor two, Section Eight on floor three. It's almost like buying a triplex, but it's all one unit. I mean, one it's house. just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just so weird. It's like you know, anywhere else you would call that a triplex, but in right. Hawaii, it's like I bought a house and I have three tenants, and they're all getting different Section Eight and. It's just, yeah. a, it's so unique, man. So yeah. Uh, anyways, man, I, I appreciate I, we, me and you could probably sit down and, and talk about Hawaii and, and, and real estate all day long. But uh, for everybody that's listening, if they want to connect, what's the best way that they can kind of reach out or, or follow you on social media or anything like that? Uh, sure. Best way is Facebook and Instagram for me. Um, uh, my Instagram and Facebook handles is basically my name. So Corey, C-O-R-Y dot. Nemoto. That's N-E-M-O-T-O. Awesome, man. Well, I know you're a busy guy. You got to go rehab that house that I sold you. So, uh, I know. I, but I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us, man, and and just kind of share your knowledge about Hawaii real estate and and what you've got going on. Um, you know, I, I look forward to doing more business with you, and just uh, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us today. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks for the opportunity, RJ. You know, you, you really do inspire me, man, seeing all that stuff you guys are doing. And, you know, I uh, for any for your listeners, like, you know, all I can say is like I I started from the very bottom, you know, and uh, I, I'm in very high price point markets. And sometimes I even have to stop myself and think, like, how did I get here? You right. know, and like so, uh, anyone that's just starting out, you know, it's a it, it is a long journey. It was a long journey for me, um, even though I'm still young in my career. I feel, but uh, anyone starting out, um, you know, I, 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 I think that things can happen faster than you think, you know, and if you just got got the, I guess the, the gumption or the, you know yeah. whatever it is to to make it through, you know, like it, it is there is a. A bright side to this business which is very fulfilling like we talked about Absolutely. and you know there you can make very good money in this hey business. man I, I just want to congratulate you you're the the second person that's ever used the word gumption on the titanium <laughs> i'm the only other person that's used that word so i love it that's, that's probably the second time i've ever used it <laughs> used the word <laughs> that's good stuff man all right buddy well thanks for taking the time to sit down with us and uh and we'll we'll talk to you soon okay Thanks, RJ. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. Titanium Vault.